Okay, and we're back. Uh, all right, the internet gremlins weren't cooperating with me today, but uh, we're back live. This is Casey Ryan again on the cutting room floor. Uh, if you have a story to tell or a project to sell, then I want to hear from you. Uh, cutting room MRB on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with me that way, I'm willing to engage on there. Or cuttingroomfloor.mrb at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, let me know, and we'll figure out a way to get you on there. Um, quick thank you as we do, uh, just to make sure that we get give credit where it's due to Lynette Carrington and Matesh Patel over at the Chandler International Film Festival. Uh, Lynette's on the board of directors, and she's also a, a dear friend and collaborator of mine who's been in my corner since I started doing the show about 12 or 13 years ago. Um, Matesh Patel is the uh, the founder and president of the festival, and also to Barb Bissans, who is one of the managers uh, at the festival and was instrumental in uh, setting up the interview that I had for the second half of the show today. Um, if you want to find out more information about the Chandler International Film Festival, you can go to chandlerfilmfestival.com. Uh, this is going to be taking place from the 21st until the 24th of January in Chandler, Arizona. Uh, I've been selected as the international podcasting partner for the festival, and I'm going to be doing some additional shows, hopefully, <clears throat> as a result of this. Uh, hopefully the world is going to be a different place uh, and, and uh, a healthier place to travel, at least. Uh I, I'd really like to make it down to Arizona. That's one of the few parts of the United States I hadn't actually been to yet. Uh, and I've, I've got an invitation to actually go down there and attend the festival live, which I'd really, really, really love to do. But, but um, until then, I just hope everybody out there is staying safe and taking all the precautions that they need uh, in the wake of the world the way it is these days. Uh, so joining me for the second half of the show, I've got uh, Sean Harris and Christy Harris. Uh, if you, I'm not sure how much of that you guys heard before, but uh, Sean is a writer and producer whose previous uh, credits include a, a film called Star Quality and his latest project is called The Unhealer, uh, which he wrote. And he's joined today, uh, today with uh, Christy Harris, who is an actress and producer. Uh, who also has a role in The Unhealer, and uh, Christy's got multiple, multiple uh, credits to her name, including some very high-profile television series, among many others. Uh, just to drop a few uh, names of some of the projects that she's been attached to, we're talking about uh, TV series like Passions and NCIS and Sunset Beach and on and on and on, uh, lots of different ones. And uh, They were very generous enough to... Uh, to send me a link to a screener of the film, uh, The Unhealer, uh, which I got a chance to watch over the course of the last couple of days. And I always tell people when I have filmmakers on here and they're generous enough to actually send me a copy or a link to be able to watch the film in advance, I watched it twice. Uh, the first time I make sure that I don't have any kind of writing materials in front of me at all, uh, just to make sure that I can hear the narrative out from start to finish. And, uh, uh, you know, I want to be able to appreciate the storytelling for what it was. Uh, the second time is where I go back uh, with pen in hand and I start looking for things that, that I want to be able to talk about. Uh, now, in preparation for this, I, I did get a chance to watch The Unhealer. Uh, it, it wasn't a bedtime story by any stretch of the imagination, but what this was was a good old-fashioned modern gothic tale that was kind of set in the desert. Uh, and it was a horror yarn with a, uh, with a Native American slant to it, and it was just lots of fun to watch. Uh, and I'm proud to have them both on here. So uh, without further ado, the cutting room floor proudly welcomes for the first time, uh, Sean Harris and Christy Harris. Um, how you doing, guys? Thank Great. you. We're good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, can you hear you. Can you, okay. Can you hear me okay? Uh, yes, we can. Okay, great. Now, okay, good. 
All right, we've got a nice clean cut here. So uh, the first question I always have for everybody when they're on here for the first time is, uh, is did I get all of your bio information right or is that close enough as they say? Great. Yeah, sounded great. So, so I, I guess Sean, I you know we can start with you. I, I, I guess what can you tell us about uh, about the Unhealer? What the, what is this film about in your own words? Well, the film's kind of about uh, you get what you deserve. Um, it's kind of a theme of the movie. Um, we used uh, uh, a sickly boy that's being bullied, and he comes across these uh, superpowers where he can reflect any pain that he receives back on the person that uh, gives him the pain. So uh, after he receives a superpower, he's able to, uh, when a bully picks on him, let's say hits him in the face, that uh, that bully feels that punch to the face and our hero Kelly does not. So that's kind of the basis of it. We, we, were, we wanted to, Kevin Moore and I, the, my co-writer, wanted to write uh, some kind of a horror movie where we could... Uh, raise money and uh, shoot it ourselves. And uh, he, he was doing some research and he uh, came up with a topic on pica, which is where you eat something uh, that's not really edible. Uh, and it's a disease that uh, um, we had never heard about at the time. And then he also came across a, a, another article. It was like a Dear Abby type of uh, uh, self-help thing. And it was about a woman that uh, or a little girl that felt no pain. She couldn't feel pain. It was a very dangerous thing. So we kind of put those together and uh, put it into a, a horror genre, uh, thriller, and uh, boom, got the unhealer. Uh, and I, th I think we uh, were lucky enough to to have uh, Martin on the line. Martin, are you there? Is he, uh, are you connected? Okay, we got Martin trying to sign in, but uh, I mean, this is really kind of an interesting topic, and I, I, I'll admit that I, uh, I have a friend who has a kid that, that um, uh, you know, a good friend of mine who has a kid that, that's got the uh, this, the um, desensitization to pain thing, right? And oh. it, 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 people, you know, think of this as being a benefit, but it really is actually a scary kind of thing too, especially for a young person, because you know the notion that they they feel themselves a little bit invincible and, and impervious to, to any kind of danger, right? That's very scary, very scary, because that basically is what the, the pain and fear is what keeps us safe as humans. So when you lose those two things, uh, yeah, you become invincible and that kind of, and you feel all, you would probably feel power that you really don't have. Of course, we added on top of that, that he does have a superpower, but uh, uh, that would be a terrible uh, problem to have for sure. And Kirstie, where can you tell us about the part that you play? Um, I play one of the moms. I play Dominique's mom. And um, she is our uh, love interest, but also the best friend of, um, of Kelly, who has this eating disorder. And he, she's um, my daughter in the film is just the champion of of everything that uh, Kelly is for the most part. You know, obviously there's the... Um, there are things that they go through together, but um, it's, it's it's a fun role. It was a fun role to play, and hopefully we'll have a sequel so I can play some more. <laughs> but uh, it was just exciting to be able to produce, and having Sean, obviously, as my brother, and being able to produce together, that was a lot of fun. And, and having a role, and thankfully, it was a smaller role, so I could actually do my job as a producer. Um, and it was such a big production. I, I can't imagine um, how a lot of these actors produce and actually 
um, are able to to be in a, sh a film and have such a large part. I mean, it's just so much going on. So, um, but it was it was a lot of fun, especially working with my brother and working with Martin, um, our director. He's just he's fabulous. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, that was very skillfully uh, directed too. It was a very fluid, very solid narrative that, that you guys had established there. And, it, it, you know, kudos to him uh, in terms of your of his directorial skills. But uh, was this the first time that both of you had actually worked with Martin before? Um, yeah, so well, the yes. Time. I have the first time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'd met him many, many years prior when he was trying to get one of his films um, off the ground, um, one of his uh first films, I think, maybe even his first. And we did a um, a theater reading. So a lot of times you'll do obviously a, a table read or something, but I went to a, a theater and and um, we were reading through very preliminary or early stages. And that's how I met Martine. And then we were lucky enough to have him come back um, on and we pitched him the, the story idea um, and just got reconnected through actually our, our DP, Massimo Zeri. And they had worked together many times. He says, Christy, you got to check out this guy. And we, we, I was like, oh, my gosh, well, I know who you're talking about. So we went and sat down and shared um, our screenplay. And, and Martine just got it. And we just knew at that moment that was the right director for the project. And he brought so much to the script and, and to the life of, of the film, you know. And I think he might have hopped back on. I don't know if we can I, hear him. I, 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 I think we've got him. Yeah, uh, I am. I, I, I came on. I came on just in time to hear you say such nice things, undeserving <laughs> things about me. <laughs> well, um, you no. know, the sequel, the sequel uh, could be uh, called. The sequel could be called the undeserving. <laughs> yeah, Mart Martina, I, I'm Irish, so I got to make sure that the draft gets evenly spread around here, right? So, uh, uh, Martina, I want to make sure because I, 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 one of my things because I, I'm, I'm an Anglophone living in a French Canadian province, and I want to make sure that that uh, Corcoran's. I want to make sure I, I pronounce everybody's last names correctly. Uh, how do you pronounce your last name, sir? It's pronounced Gigi, and thanks for asking. Gigi, I always say the easiest way to remember that is it's kind of like the horn of a Volkswagen. Gigi. Okay, Martin Gigi. Okay, all right. There. I, I want to make sure we got that done properly. So, uh, thanks, uh, Ben. So, uh, Martin, I, I guess maybe I'll, I'll, my next question then is for you. I, I guess how did how did the um, how did the project get brought to you? Well, it was it was yeah it was uh, through uh, Massimo Zeri, a cinematographer, Italian cinematographer who's been working in the U.S. for many years, and he and I have been really good friends for a long time. And I had met Christy through through Massimo years ago, I think almost 20 years ago, maybe maybe longer. And um, uh, and I had not met Sean yet, so when I was introduced to Christy's and Christy, I don't think I even knew you had a brother. And then um, met Sean, read the script, and loved the. Uh, the story and the concept and the thematics and the reverse painting really turned me on big time. And I just thought that was just so unique and original. And we all had a very similar, you know, vibe and, and, uh, way of, way of, uh, we shared a vision. So it, it was, it was easy. It was easy to get involved. Uh, now I, I, I want to go through you know a few cast members here, but you, you've really got two very talented young people that that, that are anchoring this, right? You've got uh, uh, Elijah Nelson who is is playing Kelly, right? Who's the uh, you know the kid with the eating disorder and and you know the main 
character in this. And then uh, Dominique, who is uh, played by, uh, by Kayla Carlson, who really is one of the two characters in this. The other one uh, is the uh, the sheriff played by Adam Beach that that, uh, that act as the voices of reason in this, right? Yes. Right on. And I, I know I don't, I, I'm going to ask Sean this as, as per your, your entering the casting process. I know we all had a, a, a vision when you read the script, you know, that you, you, you picture things and you picture faces and you picture places. And Sean, I don't, I didn't know if you and Christy had, or I, I guess I asked this to Sean and Christy, if you guys had a thought of who that was or a vision of who that was and, and did Elijah and Caleb match it? Sure did. I think uh, um, Elijah, when he walked in, I said, yeah, this kid looks like, you know, he's he's a good looking kid, but he's not a model looking kid, which is always, you know, going to fit better in uh, this type of a movie. And he does. He changes. You know, you, you first see him in the first part. You know, he's like, oh, you know, he's kind of pathetic. Then once he uh, gets this power, he's a good looking, handsome kid, you know, so he fit perfectly. And, you know, Kayla's energy is just wonderful i mean you she's on the screen and you just you, you can't get enough of her so she fit perfectly for me no they, and there was an honesty in both of those portrayals i thought that that uh, the, the best compliment that i can i can give actors is that they you, you can tell when they're trying and you can tell when they're not right and, <laughs> and, that, and that this was you know something that that didn't feel forced uh i, I guess and, and it helps you buy into the illusion of the film in a lot of cases well, well, that might be... Go ahead, Christy. I was just going to say, when we actually were interviewing, um, when the two of, we had the two of them read together, as Martine knows, and um, when they read together, it was absolute magic. It was like you just wanted them to keep going, and, and just their chemistry, their everything together, you just knew that they were the two for the film. It was, it was unlike anything I've seen in all the you know, years of acting, I realize, you know, when I didn't get the parts, why? Because it wasn't this magic that we just saw develop in front of our eyes with Elijah and with Kayla. I mean, it's just great. You know, when, 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 uh, as from a director's perspective, just so, uh, and, you know, we can answer your, your question as, as completely as possible. Um, the, the cinematic medium, uh, actors are not given enough, enough credit. You know, there's the star system, there's the celebrity status system, uh, and it, and, and it, that exists in every genre and in every level, whether it's in the, in the indies or in the bigger pictures, in the studio level pictures. But the, the cinematic medium, uh, the stories really live and are told through the voices and the eyes of human beings that you can see and feel. And that's motion. And that's what actors bring. And when, uh, from a director's standpoint, you always want to have um, – a go-to, an anchor, a, a, a backbone, something that you know is going to survive everything, including the possibility of a bad VFX moment or, or, or the possibility of that, you know, for some reason, the film doesn't connect 100%. But if, if, those, if, that, if those one or two actors who are telling the story do connect with an audience, nothing else matters. I mean, it does. Everything matters in, in, in the concept of precision in filmmaking, but you have to anchor it on something. And I typically go to that one or two actors in every film I've ever made or every film I've ever loved watching where I say, okay, wow, this is who I identify with. This is who I'm going to emotionally share this journey with. And Christy is 100% right. 
that when those two, when Kayla and Elijah, they, they read separately, but when they read together, we all looked at each other because we had seen some name actors and, and, you know, and some star names too, which always helps when you're selling a movie or getting a movie made. But in this particular case, there was just something about their chemistry that was so pure. And we knew we weren't have to, we were, we were not going to have to manufacture that. And when you're on a, when you're making a movie that, that is being made with a family and a labor, it's a labor of love and it's an independent film with, with heart like this one, you 99% of, of everything is taken care of by, by that, that relationship in this story. So that was what was magical. And during shooting, it was the same. Other actors who were working with Elijah and Kayla kind of fell into that, that place because they were already there and we didn't have to manufacturing. It's kind of like matchmaking, right? <laughs> when you're casting, it really is like, you know, a dating game. <laughs> you're trying to match the movie with the perfect persona and, and the perfect human for that, for those particular roles. Anyway, I just wanted to, to, to share from a director's perspective, it made my job so easy you know, to be able to turn on the camera and say go, because they also did their homework and they, they brought it every, every day to the set. Now, the, you, you've all touched on this, that the, the idea of uh, getting the right person for the role is in, in some respects, you know, much bigger than, you know, having names in there. But, but uh, to your credit, I mean, you, you do have your share of, of recognizable faces and names that are attached to this too, right? That, I mean, these are people that, that have been in, in some of the biggest productions in, in, in movies, right? In recent memory, I, I mean, I'm pointing to, to examples like Adam Beach and Natasha Hentridge and, and even the great Lance Henriksen, who has a relatively small, but nonetheless, very, very pivotal and very key role uh, in the beginning of the film. Um, yeah. what, what was it like to, uh, to have them on your, um, to have them in your cast as well? I'll I'd jump in here. Um, and I, it was fantastic, of course, but there are, there are two things that are so important um, about getting you know, actors with name value. And, and obviously one is you have to have a script that they ad identify with and they're excited about. Um, so I definitely credit Sean and Kevin for writing that for us. And then um, they want to make sure that they're able to trust the direction of the film. So having Martina on board helped us out so much with that. So on a more practical side, we had the the two um, items that are probably the most important thing to put in front of these different actors to get them interested to say yes. And then beyond that, obviously I can let Martine and Sean talk about working with them, but they, my experience, they were all just such professionals and so amazing. And it shows in each and every film in each and every um, scene that they've done. Guys, would you like to add on that? Um, I totally agree with Christy. Uh, and they were just wonderful to work with, with all the years of experience they had. You know, you, you always hear nightmares about actors being uh, difficult. And we had none of that. They were just wonderful. Natasha was a complete pro and uh, willing to uh, do. I mean, she was always ready. She did a great job. And, and Lance is, was just <laughs> so much fun to work with. And he, he brought a lot of himself to the role and, he would say, hey, how about this? And <clears throat> what do you think, Martine? And Martine would say, let's try it out, you know. 
Um, that's when you come up with some of the wonderful moments with Lance and Adam too. Adam Adam got involved early. In fact, he was one of the first that we signed to do the part. He was he loved it. He loved the Native American aspect of it, and he wanted to uh, bring his experience because he's Native American and bring on a board like the, for instance, the chant that they speak is was actually written by the Navajo tribe uh, for the movie. Uh, and it, it's realistic to what they would say if they were trying to do something like that. So, um, yeah, we were so lucky to get them involved and, in, uh, in how great they were in the film and it anchors the whole thing too. I mean, they're such good actors. Yeah. Lance really personified Fluger. Cause when you read the screenplay, you say, well, here's a really interesting character again, you know, unique, original. I really gravitate towards trying to find that in, in, uh, storytelling. And um, and Lance brought so much of his personal life into it. Uh, we would have these breakfasts in the morning before heading to the set, and he would typically tell me a story of some sort. And I go, "Gosh, that's really funny," or "That's you know maybe you can in, interject that into somehow." And then we would, you know, and Sean and Christy were so open to the the creative process where you know you you can really find timeless magic in the bottle when you you know when you're open to all possibilities and. So it was really fun navigating with the actors who have more mileage. And that really became a cool combination with the actors, like like the younger actors like <clears throat> Elijah and Kayla, who were fearless. And then when you have actors who, who have an image to, to protect, typically they won't, they won't take a lot of chances. But the this this made for a combustible barbecue for sure, uh, especially with Branscombe Richmond and like you said, Natasha and, and Adam, you know, what was cool about Adam and I'll mention it in this, this interview, cause we haven't in the past. Um, Adam had kind of taken a little breather from the industry for a minute to, to, to raise his, his daughter. And he, he, and his wife and his daughter moved to Florida and they got out of LA and, you know, he had said no to a lot of projects. This was his first project back and, and he really identified with the Native American aspect of it and also the abuse of power thematics. So it was, you know, it was really a privilege to have him back into the industry uh, utilizing the unhealer as a vehicle. That's oh, and, it, and it's a credit to you guys too that, that you saw value in the project that after having taken a break that, that uh, you know, of all the product, projects that he could have ventured forth with that, that he, uh, he chose yours, right? Definitely. Yeah, right, right on. Exactly. Very much. Yeah, I know. I remember he told me the story, told me and Martine when we first were talking to him. He said that they were just reading a pile of scripts and his wife was actually reading The Unhealer. And I think she was upstairs and she screamed down to Adam. She said, Adam, you've got to read this one. I think you need to take it. And so, yeah, it's it's wonderful. I'm so glad you brought that up, Martine. I put that in the back of my mind and kind of forgot that. But it was fantastic. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's such an honor as a writer to have anybody interested in your script at all, much less right. somebody that's done as many wonderful things that he's done. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he played, you know, characters as, as iconic as Ira Hayes, too, right? And in, in, uh, exactly. you know, Flags of Our Fathers. And, and you know, I mean, he's been in some big, big things. Definitely. And uh, yeah. when uh, I first, you know, we went out to uh, to him and it was, I think I remember telling Christy, like, there's no way, but let's try Let's try to get out because I am such a huge fan of Adam and all of his work, and I've seen most all of it. And when he was considering it, I I, I can't even tell you how excited I was that day. I mean, I just had a, couldn't couldn't get the smile off my face no matter what. 
Now, the uh, I, I wanted to uh, call out who, who I thought was the standout when I was watching this uh, consistently when I, when I was watching this, the, uh, the, the performance that I enjoyed the most myself. Um, Martin, to pick up on your point, was, was Branscombe Richmond, who played Red Elk in the film. Uh, that 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 was a character that I couldn't take my eyes off of. I, I thought that that was really well done. <laughs> He's such a good guy, and he brings great positive energy, like Adam does, um, to the to the set. And those two guys bonded because of their Native American heritage that they share. And they were really influential and uh, critical to some of the Native American scenes, as Sean will will be able to share that with you better than I can. Yeah, he sure was. He brought on uh, uh, consultants as well, especially during the uh, cemetery scene at the end. He brought on consultants to say, you know, this is this would probably be a little more authentic. And I think we really, uh, Martina, we really look to be authentic over uh, Hollywoodizing the whole uh, piece. Uh, you know, we didn't want to come off as, oh yeah, it's another you know, BS movie about. Native Americans. We wanted to make sure that we respected them and their culture. Well, and, and to add to that, one of the things um, early on that um, I know was discussed, especially with Adam, but certainly Branscombe as well, was um, before Adam was, you know, when, when Martine and, and Sean and Adam were all talking, one of the biggest things to Adam was that we do adhere to proper um, cultural, you know, standards and whatnot. And he said he would really like to be involved in helping out to make sure that we honor it. And that was absolutely music to everybody's ears because that's what we always intended, but to have them both on board and, you know, both Branscombe and Adam to help us out so much and make sure that we did the right things. You know, that's, that was, that was a huge, very important thing to all of us. You know, no, on a selfish note, I'm very glad that you liked Branscombe because he's very much a part of the sequel. Oh, yes. Okay. I, I, I thought you were kind of kidding about a sequel. I, I, <laughs> are you actually working on one? Uh, yeah, we are. We're okay, cool. Do a screenplay for it. Hopefully we'll be able to make it. Um, now, one of the things that, that I, I kind of wanted to ask you, and I, I, one of the first groups that actually gave me my shot when I first started doing the show about 12 years ago w were the people that were making horror films. And uh, something that I've developed an appreciation for over the years is that there, there generally tends to be a, a very good marriage or a very good fit, if you will, uh, between the notion of independent films or films that are made outside of the major studio system and the horror genre specifically. I mean, there's a lot of other ones that make it work convincingly, but this to me is a marriage that is, has been one of the most enduring things that I've observed in the process of doing the show. I, I, I guess I'd be curious, is an open question to all three of you, uh, whether you view the same thing or, or what do you think it is about the horror genre that lends itself all to independent films? In my opinion, <laughs> it's. I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, usually you don't have a huge budget, but you all have to have a passion for what you're doing and an excitement. And you're doing a lot of this in the evenings. You're a little, you know, um, you're very tired, <laughs> but you also get so much creativity. I think that bonds the, um, you know, everybody on the set. I mean, from being an actor on horror films, but also now producing, I think there's a bond that 
is undeniable when you get into this genre because you're having fun, but you're also trying to make things look realistic. You're exhausted. And I think that on that, it's either a make it or break it. And, and luckily, you know, especially with, uh, with our film, it was something that brought everybody together. And I, and I want to just, you know, mention this only because I, I had a hard out here and I'm going to have to jump in, in about a minute, but I just want to say that, you know, one of the things that I really appreciated and enjoyed so much in working and collaborating with Christy and Sean and the rest of the cast and crew and producers was that we really felt the need and um, our touchstone was all about the word realism and authenticity. So we did, you know, you, a lot of the, a lot of the effects that you see are actually, you know, we actually did practical on set. Uh, and and Sean can give you a, a, a little more detail about that, but that was that was really fun, and it was fun for the cast because it's kind of like you know, wow, I don't have to imagine this. It's not a green screen. I don't have you know, we we were out there. We were in that desert. It was 121 degrees at night. It was definitely you know everything with the the physicality of it. We lived it and and uh, breathed it and shared it, and so you know there was that as that theatrical aspect of it all where you know there there was there was less. And, and really, and like I said, Sean will give you a little bit more if you if you really want to get into the minutiae of the technicality of how much was in VFX and post versus what was on set. But um, I think that really contributes to the genre and to the to the um, to being you know respectful uh, to to the fans of, of the genre as we are. But anyway, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to have to jump and and, and uh, thanks so much, you know, for your for your uh, smart questions and and uh, the creative questions. That's really cool. Um, no, Mark, Martin, I, 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 it, was very, it was an honor to meet you, sir, and I I very much appreciate you being a good sport and Martin, I should say. And and uh, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. And I, I be, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of beating technology, and I'm glad we did. Oh yeah. <laughs> Chuck it up to the Canadian winner, right? So uh, right, <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Okay. So, All right, man. I'll, Take we'll, care. We'll Talk be in touch soon. I'll, yeah, I'll see All you right. on. I'll see you on the sequel. Thanks, right. Okay. Uh, Bye. So uh, just in in our our closing minutes here, like I, I, Sean and Christy, just in terms of the actual schedule for the shooting of it, did you guys manage to get all of this? Uh, uh, in the can, so to speak, before a lot of these lockdown restrictions happened, or I, I, I guess maybe you could tell us a little bit about, very briefly, about well, the timeline as to, in terms of when you actually shot it. Well, we got pretty lucky. Uh, we finished uh, just weeks before the lockdown, as far as uh, the editing and all that, the sound. But we shot it in 18 days in the summer of uh, 2018. So it was well before the um, the virus, and uh, it was very very hot. Uh, we went into editing. Editing took a little bit longer than uh, you know uh, a Hollywood uh, studio would because we waited a, until we could get the editor we wanted for it, and that took us a few months. And uh, we took a long time on the edit to make sure we got it right. And um, and then sound took a little bit longer than because I, I feel a sound, you know, it's, it's at least half the movie. If, it, if a movie sounds cheap, it's going to look cheap. And so we made sure to get really good sound done. And uh, we finished, oh, I think, the first week of February uh, 20, uh, 2020. So you got to cut it really close. Yeah, really close. we had, had a screening for mm -hmm. everybody on 
Uh, what was it, Christy? It was like it was almost it was, my birthday. It was February. It was February thirteenth or something like that. I think it was February thirteenth because it was right before um, Valentine's Day, and um, and we we almost pushed it to the middle of March to have our cast and crew screening. And for whatever it was, you know, I wanted to see it on the big screen. We're like, gosh, can we get it all up there and ready? And, and we did it. And thank God, because that's right when we started hearing about everything. And, and we had some people who couldn't make it out because of their fear of the pandemic. And um, so we just got in under the wire to being able to show it to the cast and crew. And that was an amazing experience to be able to see it on the big screen. You know, yeah, some, people wouldn't, what, some people wouldn't come because of, of the virus, um, which I totally respect now, way more than I did back then, you know, uh, because of what it's turned out to be, but uh, it was it was a great experience. Uh, we got, uh, the audience loved it, and it was really a lot of fun, but it wasn't, uh, I mean, I, I literally got it, the movie finished out of sound a few days before the screening, so <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a, a stickler about things. I'm like, no, we got to go back in one more time. I heard some stuff I don't like, so we really, uh, really busted it. I will say it's it's being an independent uh, film. You're always struggling with where your finances and where your money is going to be spent. But um, on this one, we took longer. We decided to take a lot more pride and and get it done right, even if it took a few more months to get the right people, like Sean said. And and thank God Sean's got such a great keen um, ear for. And I mean, he's just he's definitely he's a he's a filmmaker. He's not a producer. He's a true filmmaker. I have to say. So I'm very lucky to have him as part of my team, even though he is my brother. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. I'll pay you later for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. Uh, now, I know, I know that you, uh, in terms of the, the, you know, the distribution and making it available, and thank you both for letting me watch it, by the way. Uh, oh, welcome. Uh, uh, now, I, I know that this was submitted to Chandler. Uh, I, have you guys... Um, turned it into other festivals as well or I, I guess what's the you know what is the release of it looking like for you or what have you done so far and where do you plan on doing it? well we've we've been doing really well on the uh, festival circuit we wanted to take time to do that that was always kind of shot in my dream and so um, getting it into festivals is is absolutely a dream come true we did just win um best sci-fi um, for Studio City Film Festival. So that was really exciting. Um, and we were at Grimfest, was our first festival out in the UK. And um, we should have another announcement coming up soon, but I don't think we can say it, but there is something else we've been accepted to. So we're very excited about it. And once we can tell you, we will. <laughs> but it hasn't been Well, let's see if you need help broadcasting it, I, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that for you, right? So We would love that. Yeah. So very so, and then Chandler Film Festival coming up in uh, on the 21st uh, and, uh, well, that and yeah if i can talk about that for just a second because i live in arizona so being okay. accepted right. to a film festival you know in my hometown is so exciting and chandler city themselves they helped us out so much with finding locations and we also had our um, our cast and crew stay in a hotel down there um in chandler so just everything about being able to be at Chandler Film Festival is just so exciting to us. And um, so we're so excited to talk to you about it and be able to have a podcast and, and be able to show up there. So it's for me, it's a huge personal win. <laughs> me too. It feels like full circle. You know, we spent uh, a month there in Chandler, staying out there and uh, making the film. And now they're going to accept us back into their film festival for a showing. It's very exciting. 
And it, it's from from what I've read about it, and, and uh, from talking to Lynette, who again is a buddy of mine, that, that, that they really put together, a, you know, a good event down there, right? That uh, they're really starting to get attention for themselves for for all the right reasons. They've uh, I've been looking at some of the programs that they've offered. It's uh, it's a good festival, I think, and I'm I'm proud to be part of it myself. So yeah, it's very exciting. I agree. To and. It's going to uh, indoor theater with, uh, you know, COVID spacing. Um, and then they're going to do drive-ins and also uh, the virtual, which is, is great. I mean, uh, that, the one disappointing thing, of course, of coming out with movie right now is we've been virtual pretty much everywhere. These other festivals right. where we would have loved to dr- fly out to Manchester and been there for the, this, you know, the playing of it or Studio City would have been a blast, you know. But uh, Chandler's going to try to make it happen during COVID, so we're excited about it. Uh, we're going to tie this up here, but I, I just want to make sure we get in a good solid plug uh, for both of your channels. And if you want to mention uh, Martins as well, uh, where can people go to learn more about all the great work that you're doing and, and the Unhealer specifically? Uh, and again, I want to make sure we get in a plug for Martine as well. But uh, Chrissy, we'll start with you. Where can people go to, uh, to learn more about what you're doing? Well, right now, really, we're uh, posting everything on uh, Facebook that we're doing through the Unhealer. And then we do personal um, shout outs to everybody in the cast and crew with it, if they have something that they're working on. Or, um, so we're trying to keep that very active um, through the Unhealer Facebook and also Instagram. Um, I have a Facebook page. I'm, you know, it's public. It's, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, really, it's right now I'm really focused on our film, first and foremost. Uh, Sean, how about uh, you? That's my life is the movie. So <laughs> I have done Talking like an honest man. I love it. So, <laughs> so, um, yes, it's uh, just like Chrissy said, uh, Facebook, look up the Unhealer uh, movie. And on uh, Instagram, it's the other healer film. And on Twitter, it's just the Unhealer. But uh, no, of course, IMDb has, uh, is always up to date with our information. Yeah, I like to call uh, IMDb the ultimate argument stopper. When when you have a question about a movie, you just look it up and like that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so. I'm on that thing every day looking yeah. at stuff. So, yes, I agree with you. Completely uh, agree as well. So uh, what can I tell you guys? Again, with a big thank you to Martine Gigi, who uh, is the director of the film who's on here. Uh, uh, again, thank you very much for your patience. And uh, uh, I mean, this was a lot of fun and I, I'd be more than happy to have you back anytime. So if you need my help, it's there. All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Good time. Great meeting All right. you. So uh, I'm going to call it for today. Again, on behalf of my guests, Chris Gaines, uh, Martin Gigi, and Chrissy Harris and Sean Harris, again, with a big thank you to the Chandler International Film Festival. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, I'll call it Cut, Print, Wrap, and I am done.